You're listening to episode number 26 of the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. And today, guys, we are talking about ghosting. <laughs> okay, but really, we're talking about ghosting today, guys. It is scary, it's annoying, and most entrepreneurs hate it. But guess what? We're dishing today on five practical ways to avoid it forever. Okay, that might be a little bit dramatic, but really this stuff works, guys. <laughs> Here's the deal. If your clients aren't responding to you, aka if they are ghosting you, there is a 95% chance that it's your fault. Now, you might be sitting there being like, what the heck, Evie? Why are you making me feel like trash right now? But I'm not, or at least that's not my goal. I am just saying it straight because this is the real deal. If your clients aren't responding hardly at all, or maybe at all at all, after their initial inquiry, it's almost definitely on you. But the best part, the good news, I promise I'm not just a Debbie Downer today, we are going to fix that for you today on this episode. Lindsay and I are sitting down and giving you five insanely practical tools and strategies that you can implement today to cut the shiz and speak directly to that client and close that sale faster than you can say, wow, Evie was right. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. This one is a doozy, guys, and I am so ready for you to hear this. So I'm going to shut up now and let's go listen to this episode. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hello, Heart and Hustle fam. Welcome to another episode. We are so excited. Today, we're diving into ghosting, client ghosting, and what to do about it, what to feel about it. Um, but before we dive in, I want to I paint a picture of an analogy, if you will, right? Um, also, this is Lindsay here, and I don't know if you knew that, but anyways, Evie's here too. <laughs> um, okay, but a, a picture that we're painting. Say you're dating, right? You've been on a few dates. You're feeling good about it, um, but you, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh no, don't leave me, right? <laughs> and you text them. You're, you're in communication constantly, right? And then all of a sudden, poof, they're gone. No explanation. No, no warning. They're just gone. They're gone. That's what we're here to talk about today. (laughs) Client ghosting, which is like, you know, relationship ghosting, but with clients via email. That's what we're here to talk about. (laughs) Trying really hard to stay professional, but I can't. (laughs) All right, guys, we we are going to talk to you today about what that looks like as a entrepreneur, as a business owner, and what the leading cause of that is. And hint, that's probably you. Mm. You know the phrase and the saying that's like, it's not me, it's you? Well, in in this case, (laughs) 
It's not you. It's me. It's not them. I it's mean, you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I was saying okay. it from my perspective, but yes, it's not them. It's you is what you were. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I was getting for. But I mean, getting to, you know, we're just hot messes today. Enjoy the real life, fam. Keep All it right. real. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about five points and five tips that you can begin to implement immediately after listening to this episode or even pause it and start implementing them as you're listening to this episode. But we are going to give you some hard and fast, tangible takeaways from today's episode on ghosting. So let's dive on in. Yes. Okay. So tip number one, solidify your brand. What do we mean by that? We mean get laser specific on who you are, what your exact niche is and who you want to work with. Where do you thrive? What makes you different? Say those things everywhere and make sure that's very clear all across the board um, on your social media, on your website, everywhere of of who you are and what, what the experience will look like with working with you. Like why should they choose you versus Sally down the street that's doing the exact same thing? We want to get so specific that people are attracted to us because they're us. And mm-hmm. I think that's a huge not because they're us, because I'm I'm me, you're you, whatever. Um, that reminds me of the Taylor Swift song, the me that I hate. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's like, there's the only one of me. Well, okay, anyways, I'm, yeah, great. Um, <laughs> you're thriving today. This is I, great. <laughs> I really am thriving. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times as a creative entrepreneur, we get so stuck in this mindset of thinking, oh, okay, we're, we're in this oversaturated industry. It like competition is, is fierce and it's cutthroat. But really, guys, when you do this, when you solidify your brand and hone into who you are and really like, like what's the word? Uh, reflect that to your audience, people will start booking you for you. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to think about being in competition with anybody else because you've solidified your brand so specifically to you that you are the reason that somebody books you. And so when you start showing that to people, that's when the magic's going to happen. Yeah. And this this just circles back around to, you know, branding and one of the first episodes that we did on this podcast. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to branding episode. Do you know what number that is, Lindsay? It's four. Ah, perfect. You know that. Okay. Go yeah. back and listen to episode number four <laughs> on branding. But essentially... So many photographers, so many creative entrepreneurs, so many people who are working with inquiries and 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 clients, you know, inquiring in that sort of workflow are are feeling this pressure that they need to have a ton of inquiries and all of them need to be booking. But the reality is the more you can brand yourself and niche down so that you're only getting those inquiries from those clients who are obsessed with you and want to work with you from the minute they send that inquiry form, they are all in. That's where branding is going to filter out so many of those ghostings that you're getting because when you're trying to reach everyone, not everyone is going to end up wanting to book with you, whether that's because of pricing or or the experience or the vibe that you work with or the dates that you're available or whatever. So the more you're able to clearly state exactly who you are, exactly who you serve, and exactly what it's like to work with you, you are going to start getting way more pinpoint specific clients who are ready to work with you the minute their email pops up in your inbox. Mm, Yes. Okay, moving on to number two, marketing. This is a big word that is actually really simple. Listen to this, guys. 
Your marketing strategy should be for one person and not everyone in the masses. Look at the way we talked about branding, the way we were saying be so specific about who you are serving, and that should be one person in your head. And once you've narrowed down exactly who you are and exactly who you serve, start to whisper that to that one person and to no one else. That's exactly what we were just saying in number one, solidifying your brand. Once you've solidified your brand, begin to speak to that one person person and that one person only. Stop trying to please everyone else. Stop trying to stand on the top of the mountain screaming for everyone to book you because you're available and you have slots open and come book me. You probably don't want everyone to book you. You want that perfect fit for you and that person who is also going to be the perfect fit for you to serve. You guys need to be a perfect fit for each other. So begin to market to that one person where you are going to serve them above and beyond their wildest dreams. Yeah, I think a lot of times when we think about talking to everyone and talking, like we want everyone to book us, right? That's the mindset of, oh, I'm a business owner now. I want to get all the bookings and all the clients, right? So we're talking to the masses and we're putting a general blanket statement over that. But we have to reel it back in, like Evie was saying, and speak directly to that one person. Because when you speak to that one person, you're speaking to their pain points. You're speaking to their problems and you're saying, hey, I see you and here's the solution. I'm offering the solution to your problem. Here it is. Mm -hmm. And even though you're speaking to one person, you're speak like there's a bajillion one persons out there that you're speaking to. Um, and I know it's almost like a, a scarcity mindset of thinking, oh, well, when we when we narrow down that focus and speak only to one person and less people will book me, but that's not true at all. When you get so laser specific in your communication of speaking to that one person, it's it's opening the 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 mind, I guess, of them. And it's like, oh, she sees me or he sees me, he hears me. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just a much better connection. Honestly, a really great example of this, I feel like, is Taylor Swift. Um, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Evie's, like, (laughs) indifferent. But I'm a Taylor (laughs) Swift fan. And if you are as well, you know, even if you don't, you can uh, know and admit that she is very successful. The reason she's so successful, especially in her concerts, is she has mastered, literally mastered the art of speaking to, like, 50,000 people as if she's speaking to one person across from coffee. Like at her concerts, she speaks to the entire crowd like she's talking to her best friend at a sleepover. Like that's one of the huge reasons for her success, honestly. Like music aside, like just her as a person um, because she's mastered exactly what we're talking about so well. Yeah. Speaking to that one person. Yeah. And I think it comes down to, you know, recognizing this is also in your branding, which which branding and marketing can go so hand in hand. So these two points, you know, loop back around to each other constantly. But recognizing making that one person feel so seen and known and their problems and their their fears and their their struggles, what's keeping them from their ultimate goal, that you see that and you can help knock that that um what's the right word? Obstacle out of their way. That is when you're going to actually start igniting that passion in those people to work with you because they know, oh my gosh, this business owner, this person sees me exactly where I am. They see what I'm struggling with. They see my issues and they know how to solve all of my problems, which as a business owner, that's what you should do. You should be Mm -hmm. able to solve all of those problems. So when it comes to your marketing, speak to that one person 
person. Focus on your words. Focus on what you post, your SEO, your hashtags, all of it. Hone in on that one person. Stop trying to scream to the masses and start actually whispering in the ear of the person who needs to book you. Mm, Claps. I said said claps and then I start snapping. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) All right. Tip number three, we're moving on. Answer all of their questions before they even book. So guys, we do this a lot and a lot of people I think wonder why we do it, but we put every ounce of information you could possibly put about like us, our brand, the experience on our website. Um, Because if we're not doing that, then we're wasting their time by answering all those questions that they they didn't get answered in emails two, three, or four, right? If you put all the information up front, one, that's doing what point number one said, which is making sure your brand is like very narrow and specific and, and out there. But when you're doing that, they already know all of those questions. And so you don't have to just waste all this time going back and forth and back and forth. And you're going to get ghosted less because they they know up front like who you are. And yes, you might get less emails or less inquiries because you're weeding out people kind of from the get-go because all of your stuff is on your website versus like having just like a hint of something on your website. And then you get more emails, but then more people ghost you. So our strategy is to put everything that you can think of out there, like who you are, the experience, your starting prices, um, and then have that be the lead up to an email because basically what you want to have a client do is look at your website, become obsessed with you, and then by the time they get to your contact page, which we call book me because it's the it's just a mindset of like let's do this damn thing, right? It's like come on, book me. Um because it's not like, oh, I'll contact, I'll inquire for prices. No, it's like I see you, you're speaking to me, you're going to answer my problems. I want the experience with you. Book me is just the process to like seal the deal. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the mindset we're, that we're talking about that helps ghosting a ton. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys haven't listened to episode number 15 with Sarah Crook about website designs, go over and listen to that as you're going back and thinking of how you can answer all of their questions because that one is a killer episode on getting your websites in order to speak directly to your client and all of the things of keeping them on your website to answer those questions, designs, layouts, all of that. So important. So go listen mm-hmm. to episode number 15 if you haven't. But just reiterating what Lindsay said, guys, think of any sort of question, fear, hesitation that your client might have. Think of those those pain points, those obstacles, those fears, those problems that they're trying to get resolved in their lives that you as the business owner have the solutions to and make sure you are answering those questions every single place you possibly can. Social media, on your website, all over, FAQs, whatever that looks like, in your email responses, which we'll get to in a second. But just make sure you are thinking that through and not just having the mindset of, oh, okay, I I need a client. They need a, a business owner or or a product or a service. So great, you know, we're a good fit. No, think through it in the mindset of put yourself in that client's shoes. What are they struggling with? What's in their way? What are what's holding them back from their ultimate goal and how can you help them get there? And then answer all of that, all of that before they ever even book. Think about psychology, guys like how our human brains work when we want something or we sorry, when we want to buy something, we do 
we buy whatever is the most easiest for us to understand the quickest, Mm -hmm. right? If something is complicated and it's messy and it requires too much friction or brain work, then like, I don't know about you, but if I encounter that when I'm trying to purchase something, I'm like, bye, see ya, like go into the next thing because Mm -hmm. it's too complicated. And we want to have something given to us and spoken to us so clearly and so easily that it's like, oh, duh, that's what I want, buy, purchase. Um, And so when you're not answering those questions before they ask or putting it very clearly on your website, and even for us, like as a personal example, me and Evie started as elopement photographers and we were very specific on who that kind of person was. And so even like for us using language in our, in our, like contact page or in our about me page or whatever, using language like um, if you're down to like run around barefoot and get your feet muddy and your dress dirty, then like I'm your girl. Like something like that, that's that's right there. It's not necessarily answering a question, but it it's weeding out all of the other fluff. And it's saying like, this is the experience that I offer. And this is what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even saying that in FAQs, like Evie said, be so specific, answer the questions before they ask, and make sure that like that person should be absolutely certain that you're the person for them before they even inquire with you, which yeah. a lot of people do not do and don't think that way. Yeah. Absolutely. And just one small last reminder on this point of answering their questions. It doesn't have to be super wordy, guys. In fact, the less words, the better. Just make it straightforward. Make it easy to understand. Make it easy for them to find those answers to their questions Mm -hmm. and make it easy for them to know exactly who you are and who you're serving. Literally all the three points we just talked about. Just make it simple and straightforward. Get rid of friction. Yes. Mic drop. (laughs) I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It's that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Hey, Heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. 
It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline and excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. All right, moving on to number four. We are going to talk about timing, guys. So when it gets into responding and a client has inquired, they've filled out that form on your website, they have read all of your information on your website, answer them as fast as possible. How long are you guys waiting to respond once that inquiry pops up in your inbox? I want you to just pause and actually think realistically, not your goal time, but think through how long you actually sit before responding to an inquiry. Here's the deal. Your clients are going to book somebody where they feel the first connection. So for a lot of of service industry providers, product-based providers, um, it depends on what your service or your product is. But for a lot of you guys, you're probably having multiple uh, clients reach out where they're inquiring with multiple other people as well. So if you're waiting one, two, three, four days a week. I know some people who wait several days to a week to respond to an inquiry. You're losing out on that initial connection opportunity. And that opportunity is gold, guys. The ability to respond first out of all the people that they might have inquired with and be on top of your game. Show that professionalism. Show that you care. Show that you're a real human. Show that you're going to be on top of those answers. This is such a world of instant gratification, and we don't want to wait more than that two-day, one-day, next-day delivery that Amazon Prime does, which I am 100% guilty of. If I see something that delivers in more than like three days, I'm like, "Ah, I don't need it Um, (laughs) because I don't want to (laughs) wait. So if you guys have ever felt that way, uh, we microwave everything. We have Amazon Prime. We just want to get places faster. People who are inquiring with you are feeling the same way. And so the faster you respond, the more it makes them feel seen, known, that you're professional, that you're on top of your game, and that they're going to be well taken care of the entire process. So answer them within 24 hours at a bare minimum. That is my absolute extreme of how long I will go before answering an inquiry. I aim for one to three hours, if at all possible. But make sure that you're making it a top priority respond as fast as possible, guys. That connection, that professionalism, and that immediate result for them after putting in that effort to inquire is such a game changer. Yeah. And then with that, make sure that you have email templates, first of all. If you don't have an email template and you're responding like like 
complete, like your own thoughts um, to every single inquiry that comes your way, then it's going to be very, very, very hard to do what Evie just said and to respond back quickly. So email templates are your absolute friend. Like start, if you don't have them yet, start, like write your absolute perfect response to an inquiry and then copy it, put it in a note, or if you use HoneyBook, there's a section for templates, but put it there and then maybe tweak it a little bit to generalize it if there was things that you wrote specifically for that client. Um, But make it, make it the absolute perfect answer that you want to respond to. And then use that template every time you get a new inquiry. Um, The kicker is if you're like us and you're wordy (laughs) and like my inquiry template or my response template that I send to an inquiry is, I, I kid you not, probably if I put it in a Word document, it probably is like two single space pages. It's so freaking long. <laughs> but again, that kind of goes back to our past points of answer all their questions before they book. I want them to know. And I even say this in my first sentence, I think. I'm like, hey, I want to make sure that I'm giving you every ounce of info to know if I'm the right fit for you. And if I'm not, that's totally fine. Like I say that literally word for word in my email. Um, but the thing that I will say is, yes, respond to your emails right away. However, say you're at your computer and an, e- an inquiry comes in and you're like, oh, sweet, I could answer them literally right now. The thing you need to be, if, if you're like me and you have a long like email, if you answer them within like two minutes with a template, it's, it's going to be very glaringly obvious that you used a template because there would absolutely have not been that long of time that you <laughs> could have taken to like write that entire thing. So I at least wait like 20 minutes if it's if it's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's still insanely fast. That's way faster than the majority of people who are waiting three days to respond. Mm-hmm. And like Evie said, it's the, the name of the game is who is going to make that connection first. And in a world where, like she said, we have Amazon Prime, we have Netflix, everything is instantaneous they want an answer fast. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've waited in the past, I've waited to respond to somebody or I've waited even just like a day to respond to someone and, and they're like, oh, sorry, we already booked for somebody. Like, it's true. Like they want instant connection mm-hmm. and they want their answers so fast. So the faster that you can respond to an inquiry and make that connection, that's going to ease up your ghostings by a ton. Yes. All right, number five, focused on your first initial email. So I kind of dabbled about on this in the timing one, but we're going to kind of dive a little bit more into that specific email because I think this is where a lot of people get hung up. I think what you say in your first initial email can make or break the connection and can make or break whether or not they're going to respond, right? Um, So the first thing is the very first email that you send needs to set the tone. Yes, your website needs to set the tone. Like, again, all of this builds on each other, right? So if your website, if you're doing what we say, which, like, you're including everything under the sun that you could possibly put out there and your brand is very clear, it's very, like, pinpointed on who you work with, make sure that's there. But then in this email, this sets the tone and it establishes who you are and the connection you have from the beginning. So my biggest advice with this is make it sound like a real person. Do not sound like a professional stuffy robot. I say that all the time, but that's, it's true. And I get responses from brides or or just clients, whoever, um, when they respond back to my initial email, they always tell me, they're like, I feel like you're my best friend. Reading that email just literally made my day enti- like better. It's because I put a hell of a lot of work into that first email and I make sure that it represents my personality and my brand so well. Um, and so something that can help with this is to 
voice message, like what you want to say, like say, pretend that somebody just asked you right then and there, hey, I would love to book you. What's your prices? Like, talk to me about your experience. What would you say to a person in real life, like voice to voice or face to face, I guess? Um, And so what you can do is as an exercise, go up to a friend and pretend you're doing that and just share them and record it or share with them and then record it. Um, Just speaking it out loud is so helpful and it'll make it sound more like a human than like, hello, thank you for inquiring with me. (laughs) Like, Like, stop making it sound like you're this distant corporate person and be a real human because people want that connection. Like connection Mm -hmm. is key. And so the more real you can sound like, I mean, everyone's brands are different, but I know for me and Evie, like we are bat, you know, crazy. And, (laughs) and I'm pretty sure my subject line for my initial email is like, like, you know, when you hit the keys in all caps and it's like, it's literally that. And then it's like, it's like, I'm so excited or something. It's like ridiculous. But that's, mm-hmm. think about like if they're respond or if they're inquiring to five different services or whatever, if they're getting responses back that are like, hey, thank you so much. Here's my prices. This is how I work. And then somebody comes back and is like, oh my God, I would <laughs> love to work with you. Or, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> Obviously be you, be you. But when you come back and you're so refreshing in a sea of sameness, that's going to make you stand out and that's going to make you not get ghosted. Oh, that's good. I just, it's just claps <laughs> in my closet, closet claps. <laughs> oh, I could not agree more. Guys, that first initial email is so important. And even saying, Lindsay and I have very similar emails, incredibly long, incredibly crazy, <laughs> very personal. I say something like, this email is about to be overly excited with an insane amount of caps and exclamation points. So if you can handle that, keep going. But it's very, very repel and attract, which is what you want to be doing with all of this process. I'm intentionally trying to repel people. I know that might shock people. I know that might seem crazy and counterintuitive, but I am through everything from my branding to my marketing to answering their questions to that first initial email. I am trying to attract that one person that I am going to serve the way that they deserve to be served. And I'm trying to repel everyone else that I am not going to serve the way that they desire or the way that they need. Because they, every single one of my clients, whether that's students or like photography clients, whatever, I have a goal to serve them above and beyond their wildest dreams. And if I don't think I can do that for a client, then that's the client. I don't want to book that client because they deserve somebody who's going to serve them that way. And if that's not me, then that's okay. But that's the thing with ghosting guys that I also want to touch on. Ghosting does not reflect on you as a business owner. A client deciding not to book with you, going a different direction, not even responding to you does not make you less of a business owner or less of a success. In fact, it honestly can mean that you are doing a great job of making sure that you are answering all of those questions, that you are going above and beyond. And the more you're able to nail down all five of these points from branding to marketing to answering their questions to responding right away to making that first email so in-depth, the more you can focus on these, the less and less you're going to get ghosted because those people and those clients who are coming into your inbox, they're reaching out for a quote. You respond right away with all of this information. You're going to make that sale because they're already ready to book with you. So guys, this is really important. I have a lot more to say on this, but I hope 
this was helpful, just understanding some practical tips and ways that you can completely reevaluate your entire brand, your client communication, your workflow processes to actually be connecting with that perfect person to make sure they are coming, landing on your website, and then funneling into your emails, asking for that quote. And then that first email back is bam, sale made. Yes. So just as a final wrap up, just to reiterate the five points, if you missed them or if you were sleeping, um, I don't know why you'd be (laughs) sleeping if you were listening to this podcast, hopefully more entertaining than that. Um, But number one, solidify your brand, make it crystal clear who you are and who you want to work with and what the experience working with you will be like, what makes you different from Joe or Sally down the street. Number two, marketing, speak directly to one person, not the masses. The more pinpointed you can get and and whispering into your ideal client's ear instead of screaming to the street outside, you're going to make that sale because you're, you're being specific into answering their pain points. Number three, answer their questions before they even book. Make sure that they know that you're the person for them. Be very clear. Have an FAQ page. Have, a, have everything on your about page, your pricing, your experience, everything. Make sure it's so clear and answer those questions before they book with you and make sure those questions that they didn't even think of are answered. Number four, timing. Answer them ASAP. In a world that is instantaneous and wants instant gratification, we need to compensate with that just living in this world, we need to be fast. We need to answer them ASAP. Answer within 24 hours, a bare minimum. Try for three hours or less if you can, and templates make the world of difference. And then number five, focus on your first initial email. The tone that you set in that email can set you apart from a sea of sameness, like in insane, insanely. So focus <laughs> on that initial email, make it personal, speak it. If you can't, type it. And well, I mean, obviously it has to be typed eventually, but you get it. Um, so those are our five points to what to do if clients are ghosting you. I hope that that was helpful. And guys, we were stoked that you listened to this show. We're super thankful and we love coming back and giving you little tidbits of knowledge every week. And so if you love us, if you love this episode, please subscribe. <laughs> please leave us leave us a rate and review. We love reading those. We're really honored. And as always, catch us on the gram at Evie Rupp, at Mrs. Lindsay Roman, and then the podcast Instagram at The Heart University. Awesome. Well, that's all I have for today, friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's all for now, folks. All right, guys. Go have a great week. We love you guys, and we hope you kick some butt.